This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. The Bigger Picture on BFM 89.9, the business station. Good afternoon. This is Front Row under the MCO and I'm Sharmila Ganesan together with Dashran Johan. So as you may already know, we are shaking things up here at BFM during the movement control order. Don't worry, we're going to continue doing what we do best, uh, you know, and that's keeping you informed with up-to-date, uh, you know, keeping you informed and up-to-date with hot-button topics and all the music that you love. But we are also adding on a host of new segments to keep you company while you're at home. Um, so say, stay safe, stay healthy and stay tuned from 7.30am every weekday on BFM 89.9. So on that vein here on Front Row, we usually bring you the latest arts and culture happenings um, around town uh, but with the MCO in effect, all of this has come to a halt. Uh, there are however a whole bunch of interesting offerings available on various platforms online that we can consume from home uh, and so you can get your daily dose of culture and entertainment there and that's what we're going to be bringing you every day for the next couple of weeks from uh, every day at 12.30. Uh, you can also tweet us at BFM Radio or WhatsApp us at 018-789-8899. If you want to tell us what you've been consuming, if you have suggestions for us um, or ideas on things that we can check out, um, you know, while we're also trying to stay mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. Um, so now on to the first thing we have for you today. If you're a fan of theatre, then you'll know that the National Theatre in London is considered one of the world's premier theatre institutions. So as part of their efforts during the COVID-19 pandemic, the National Theatre is premiering one play a week on their YouTube channel every Thursday. And uh, this play will be available there for seven days. Now wow. these are, yeah, these are like award-winning productions. Yep. Um, and generally you'd either have to have gone to London to watch it live mm-hmm. um, or they've done a series of National Theatre Live where they've screened them in selected cinemas around the world. Um, And last Thursday, they dropped the uh, comedic play One Man, Two Governors which stars James Corden uh, from the 2011 staging. And this was from his, correct me if I'm wrong, right? this was from his early stage successes, right? Because I think right now, like the masses, we like everyone's familiar with James Corden. You know, mm. he has his late night uh, talk show. He also has starred in a lot of movies and uh, voiced animated characters and all that. But I think this play in particular sort of like propelled his career forward, yes. right? So before that, he was um, doing a lot of TV work mm-hmm. in the UK. Uh, but One Man, Two Governors really launched him as a, sort of that triple threat of well in One Man Two Governors he hadn't yet done much dancing but mm-hmm. definitely the singing the acting um, you know he won the Tony Award for this he won right. the Drama Desk Award the Outer Critics Circle Award um, so it was a big yeah. role um, and here's a clip of James Corden actually talking about why that role was so formative for him Being in One Man Two Governors is what I consider to be the high point of my career Let me help you with that It's just a really well-constructed play. The original construct by Carlo Goldoni, and then it's just so brilliantly and beautifully enhanced by Richard Bean. I wonder if I'll ever play a better part than that. I can almost chart my professional life as anything that happened before One Man, Two Governors and anything that happened after. any of the things that have happened in my life subsequently are only due to my being in that play. I will always be grateful to it. 
it will always be mind-blowing to me that, that that was something that I was able to do. So, as you said, Dashran, James Corden is, of course, known now as a comedian, mm. as the host of The Late Late Show with James Corden. Yep. Um, and in many ways, this really was the perfect role for him. Okay. Um, <laughs> if you don't know the story of One <laughs> yeah, Man, Two Governors... I just Governors, started, like, to, you know, like, I just started watching, like, that past like the first 30 minutes yeah. after you recommended yes. and I'm entertained but what exactly is it about? I am so glad you took my recommendation. <laughs> um, it is a play by Richard Bean and it's actually an adaptation or an English adaptation of um, an Italian comedy play called Servant of Two Masters back okay. from the actually, 1700s. Mm. Um, and this version actually changes the setting uh, to Brighton in the UK in 1963. Okay. Uh, and the plot is one of those classic cases of identity mix-ups. It... Um, Basically, Corden's character, Francis, he plays an out-of-work musician who somehow finds himself employed by two very different men. Um, there's Roscoe Crabbe, who's a gangster, and Stanley Stubbers, who is this like uppity, upper class, but kind of a dimwit. Um, and uh, Francis has to try and keep the two of them from ever meeting uh, mm. so that they don't know that he's actually holding two jobs. Okay. Um, and to add to that complication, and this is where it gets kind of Shakespearean, okay. um, the gangster Ro Roscoe Crabbe, his employer, is actually his sister Rachel Crabbe in disguise. What? Yes. Um, because the real Roscoe has been murdered by Rachel's boyfriend, who is... Stanley Stubber is what? the other <laughs> employer okay. that, that uh, Francis is working for. And let me tell you, this is really just the beginning. Okay. So there's a whole lot of confusion and... Um, twists and turns and, and all turns that. And yeah, it, it, okay. it's really quite something. So, so yeah, this this plot is crazy, right? Like it's... it's I think... Okay, here's what what I find fascinating about it, right? Like when you when you when you were telling us the story earlier, right? It just sounds like super like Shakespearean, maybe even like convoluted yeah. and all that. You know, you you can already anticipate like loads of twists and turns and backstabbing and all these sort of things. But it's not a self serious kind of thing. Mm. It's not a self serious play, right? It's I I would assume you know, especially like from what I've seen and like looking at like how James uh, Corden is involved and it's. It's probably has that it's tongue in its cheek the entire time. Mm. No, and it definitely is. It's in the tradition of the original um, Commedia dell'arte, um, right. right? Where there's plenty of wit, physical humor, improvisation, mm. um, you know, audience interaction. And uh, there we have a clip of actually James Corden performing a monologue, which kind of gives you an idea of that kind of humor from the show. How did that happen? You got to concentrate, ain't you? With two jobs. I mean, I can do it, as long as I don't get confused. But I do get confused easily. Well, I don't get confused that easily. Yes, I do. I'm my own worst enemy. Stop being negative. I'm not being negative. I'm being realistic. I'll screw it up. I always do. Who screws it up? You. You're the role model for village idiots everywhere. Me? You're nothing without me. You're the up. Don't you call me a up, you up. <gasps> You slapped me! Yes, I did, and I'm glad I did, because oh, 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 that hurts! Good, because you started it!
<laughs> that was that was really funny. That especially when he says what get off, come here, get off, and he starts losing his mind. Yeah, like, yeah. and you know, watching it is really just a riot. I can't wait to yeah. finish up the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> so that was one man, two governors, which is up on the National Theatre's YouTube channel until this Thursday. And the one part that we haven't really talked about is the uh, music. So there's mm. actually going to be plenty of musical interludes in this as well. So we do need to take a quick break, but we'll leave you with a little taste of what that's going to sound like. This is the Brighton Line by The Craze from One Man, Two Governors on BFM 89.9. She's a first-class kind of woman. She's the girl I love the best. She can rattle on all through the night and never need to rest. She was born right there in London and she moved down to the coast. She's a first-class kind of woman. She's the girl I love the most She got cursor miles on end And they drive you round the bend When she runs it's like a glimpse of the divine And the thrills are guaranteed When you ride her at full speed On the London to Brighton line On the Brighton line On the Brighton line On the London to Brighton line Regulars know that she likes to tease When she shudders, all the others stumble to their knees On the London to Brighton line Now I can't help but start to drool As she guzzles up the fuel And emotion sends a shiver down my spine I get jealous, can't you see? Cause the guards are right for free On the London to Brighton line On the Brighton line On the Brighton line She's the London to Brighton line Swear to you, if I could ring her bell, then she'd tell you no one else had rung it quite as well. The London to Brighton Line. On the Brighton Line. She's the Brighton Line. On the London to Brighton Line. When her wheels are chatter and the engine purrs, well, you never heard a racket that compares to hers. On the London to Brighton Line. You can't keep your London to Solana's on sea, cause she's got the carriage that does it for me. On the London to Brighton Line. Break from mediocrity, BFM 89.9. Which state are Dr. Grant and Dr. Sadler based out of? Montana. That's correct. Who plays Ellie Millis, Eli Millis, Lockwood's ambitious assistant in Fallen Kingdom? Rave Paris. Spa. That's correct. Uh, what means of transportation does Malcolm and his crew take to get to the Isla Cody. A boat. That's correct. Two point what do the mercenaries collect at the bottom of the park's lagoon at the start of Fallen Kingdom? Cody. The Indominus Rex bone. That's correct. Who said this? I bet you'll never look at birds the same again in Jurassic Park. Alan Cody. Grant. That's correct. Time game, last question. In the Lost World, the characters find the baby T-Rex badly injured. What sort of injury does it have? Fracture. <laughs> Welcome back to Front Row Under the MCO with Sharmila Ganesan and mm-hmm. Dashan Johan. Uh, so we're just doing a um, roundup of the things that you can consume right from your home. Um, you know, while all of us are at home trying to entertain ourselves because Front Row can't go out to the theatres or, yeah. or to the art gallery. So we've decided that we will also do things from home with you. Yes. Dashan, now, what did we just listen to? Because that was your suggestion. Yeah, so I'm so excited to talk about this, right? (laughs) So basically what what we just heard, like that past 30-second clip, was is from this show on YouTube called the Movie Trivia Schmodown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm loving it already. Yeah, so basically what it is, is it's, it's a movie trivia competition 
And it's it's basically like the way they package it and all is really, really interesting, right? But basically, it's a movie trivia competition where the biggest movie buffs, right? So we are talking about a lot of the US-based uh, film pundits, which you see a lot of them on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like uh, Christian Harloff, Mark Ellis, the guys from Screen Junkies and all that. And all of them square off head to head in the test of knowledge on the road to the Schmo Down Championship <laughs> belt, right? So so that's basically the gist of it, right? You have, and what, so you have multiple categories. So you have the, the singles tournament, then you have the teams tournament, and then you have my personal favorite category, which is the inner geekdom. And then you have a specific category where Star Wars fans go to head to head and the questions that they ask are on another level. Okay. <laughs> I can already tell why you like it because I, I know you it. like wrestling. Yes. You were trying to get us to do WWE yeah. on the show today. <laughs> Um, so then you conveniently picked something that actually to me just yes. sounds like wrestling, but yeah. with movie trivia. That's that's actually you picked up something very interesting, mm. right? Because it is it is movie trivia. So it's a movie trivia competition. But here's what's really fascinating about it. It is a trivia competition with a with pro wrestling style storylines. Mm-hmm. So the competition is real. Like two two people compete with each other and like, you know, they hold up whiteboards depending on like the 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 rounds. You know, different rounds they have different things to do. But there are characters. So the, these pundits I was talking about, like the Screen Junkies guy and all these uh, really top uh, talents in the, in, the, in the sport, if you can call it that, they play either good guys or bad guys depending on sort of their personality or what they're comfortable with. Okay. And sometimes, so they, some, like, you know, sometimes you have like friends who are tag teams, but then... They, they, you know, like there is this guy who scripts storylines. So based on how they are performing in the league and that is not scripted, they will script some sort of storyline. So sometimes team members can disband and then they start trash talking each yeah. other and you have these entrances where like, you, <laughs> and th- yeah, you will love this, right? Because although it's a movie trivia competition where people hold up whiteboards, they come in with like bombastic music. Sometimes they come in with costumes and all sorts of things. It's super fascinating. So I I found this when I first heard about it, I was right. quite skeptical because mm-hmm. I'm like, who wants to watch a video of a trivia game? Yeah. I mean, participating in one, in one is really yes. fun. Um, but the idea of watching it to me, but even just that short clip mm-hmm. just now, I was fast. It was so fun listening to them. Yes. So and and that's the thing, right? Because of the, it's not ju- it's trivia and there's there's also like this whole production value. You commentators and you can feel the tension in the air because these people take it very seriously and the more you go the trivia part is always interesting right but as you get into it more once you start following these characters once you start like for example my favorite character is Rachel Cushing so once you start following these characters on their journey and you you know they start from the bottom of the league and then like as they start trash talking more sometimes they have managers who are good at talking but they're not very good at like you know actually like movie trivia itself so when you have all these these people coming together and like this whole production value and all and you follow them on the journey is just super super fascinating so i'm okay clarify this Mm -hmm. for me you call them characters yes are they not real people they are real people and that's a very good question actually because they are real people the results are all real there's no rigged uh, system or whatever. Like uh, actually... Unlike uh, certain wrestling shows. Yes. Hmm, fine, fine. Fine, fine. fine. You I shall not You're not throwing the fire right there, but, but that's fine. Okay. But here's the thing, right? It's 
they are not like that. That means it, it's not so much like, for example, in let's say Conor McGregor in USC, if he's coming on and trash talking and he's saying like, I hate this guy and all that, it's probably what he really feels in real life. But this, what's fascinating about this is a lot of them, the comp- they are competitors, they take it seriously, but they're also friends in real life. Mm-hmm. But once the camera switches on, they played characters. So like there's this guy, the outlaw John Roca, and he was one of the best heels. Heels are bad guys. Mm-hmm. So he's always, you know, trash talking people and like putting them down and uh, telling how he's the best and all of that. But in real life, he's actually a nice guy. So when you see him on like these podcasts and all that, he's like actually friends with some of the competitors and all that. So it's it's very fascinating how they do that. Right. And they have costumes and stuff. Yes. So like this John, uh, outlaw John Roca, he's supposed to be like this clean Eastwood in the 70s kind nice. of character. Okay. Yeah. So okay. he wears his cowboy hat yeah. and he's totally badass and he's stoic and all that kind of thing, you know. So, so that is... That is very, very interesting. Then you have the good guys also. So there are some people who, who their, their characters, maybe that's how they are in real life. Mm. So their characters sort of start reflecting that. So they are the very nice people. They, even if they lose, they are always like, you know, shaking hands. And then you have the, on the other end of the spectrums, if you shake hand, they just like, you know, slap your hand away and all that. So you mix this drama, you mix the storytelling with the movie trivia competition, which you can play along, mm-hmm. you know, like while you are listening or like, like, like how we heard earlier you know it's sort of like especially for movie buffs like us we automatically try to start answering the questions as well so it's it's really fascinating so in terms of this playing along like mm-hmm. are there components of this where those of us watching the show um, can participate more than just you know remotely okay so for for us i would say in malaysia we have to participate sort of remotely and obviously go on the comments yeah. they have facebook groups and all that where you can do it but in the us what's interesting is this league this movie trivia showdown is starting to become so big that a lot of fans they have like started to have like sort of like you know how the premier league you have the second division and the third division so just like that the movie trivia showdown has like fan leagues mm-hmm. so once you're like you, you, you know, if you want to prove yourself, you go to the fan leagues and you start uh, doing really, really well. And then you get upgraded to the main movie trivia showdown. There are actually a couple of fans who have broke into the main league and they are now one of the top players. Wow. So yeah. if, if someone was completely new to this, mm-hmm. do you have like a favorite episode that people should start with? I think you can watch, like I think a lot of us, it depends on what you want, right? So I think... Uh, Let's say like, for example, you, do you think you would be more of an inner geekdom guy or like more of a wide spectrum, like talking about mm, everything? I tend to be a, a, a broad picture because okay. I like all kinds of movies. Yes. Yeah. So like you probably could pick up a, a very good match from like the singles tournament. Mm. But I love all sides of movies also. But my favorite to especially play play along is like Inner Geekdom because they focus on Harry Potter, right. Lord so of like the Rings. So like just now was a Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park okay. one. So they have a lot and... Uh, when you when you focus in so like some of the like even when they ask like a marvel question right it's very very tricky so like you can watch like uh this match between Rachel Cushing and Mike Kalinowski and it's amazing it really really the after a while you you can even hear the the crowd in the the, the audience is just they just go quiet completely quiet because the tension is just that high mm. so how how where do we watch it are they still making okay, new episodes so, uh, they do make uh, new episodes basically you can go to uh, the movie trivia Schmodown like Schmodown Entertainment Network on YouTube mm-hmm. and they drop new episodes every Friday and Saturday 
And there's also the uh, you can watch older matches on Collider Videos YouTube channel. Mm. Yeah. So that is the uh, let me see if I can get the name right. So that is, is the, the movie, movie trivia, trivia showdown. Yes, that's right. If you right. guys are movie fans or just like trivia shows, um, and uh, you know you can check that out on YouTube. You can also share with us your thoughts. You can tweet us at BFM Radio. You can WhatsApp us at zero one eight seven eight nine double eight double nine. If there are things that you'd like to suggest that we should check out and maybe talk about on the show. So that's all the time we have today but you can look us up on um, Facebook We Are The Bigger Picture if you'd like to uh, drop us a message there. If you've missed any part of today's show you can download the podcast on bfm.my on the BFM app or on Spotify. We will leave you now with a little bit more from the movie trivia show. Um, this uh, this has been front row under the MCO BFM 89.9. We asked the challenger first. Are you ready? Ready. Champion, are you ready? I'm ready. Then let's get ready to you can feel oh, the yeah. tension oh, yeah. in the air right oh, now. Yeah. Maybe that's just the Wi-Fi. This is one of the biggest matches we've seen in a long time. All right, here we go. Here we go. Question number one. The MCU. The MCU is the first category. In Captain America, the first Avenger, who plays U.S. Army Colonel Chester Phillips. Uh, we should probably point out that the MCU stands for Marvel Cinematic Universe. Good call. Thank you. Five. Four. Three, two. Repeat the question. In Captain America, the first Avenger, who plays U.S. Army Colonel Chester Phillips? Using AJT rule early, doing the calculus in their yep. heads. It's fascinating to watch the guinea pig. Five. On the wheels. Four. In their heads. Three, two, <clears throat> one. Mike. Tommy Lee Jones. Yes. Rachel. Tommy Lee Jones. Good start. One, one. Each have a point. Rachel Cushing, great handwriting. Mike Kalinowski, still some work to do. All right. Yeah. In the category of Star Wars, these are Star Wars movies, and your question is, who stars as Han Solo in the film Solo, A Star Wars Story? And why is there a groan in the crowd? It's a fine movie. It's five rounds. It's a fine movie. Five, four, three. Remember he met the big dog two, and they had an adventure? One. Pens down and Rachel. Alden Ehrenreich. Yep, and Mike. Alden Ehrenreich. Okay, tie game. All right, tie game. Here we go. All right, next question. Next question is in the realm of DC films. DC. In Batman and Robin, what does Mr. Freeze modify into a freeze ray to cover all of Gotham in ice? No, no groan for that movie? <laughs> <laughs> they're going to they're gonna attack Solo? Five. Four. Three, two, one. Pens down. Mike. The Gotham Observatory? It's incorrect. Rachel. A telescope. Telescope's correct. It is a telescope. Telescope's correct. This is a telescope is the instrument. Do you want a challenge? I've got to give you a five count of winning challenge. Five, four. Nope. Okay. All right, here you go. Okay, next. Stand up. So we move question. on to question number four of ten. And this takes place in the realm of Middle Earth. This is Middle Earth, and your question is, Benedict Cumberbatch plays two roles in the Hobbit trilogy. One is Smaug, and the other as whom? <laughs> right now, Mike has... Fun word to say, Smaug. Five, four, <laughs> three, two, one. Pens down, and Rachel. 
the Necromancer, also known as Sauron. That's correct. Mine didn't have it. Didn't have it. Rachel going up by two. Rachel going up by two here in this championship match. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.